yeah, speaking of war, one of the best episodes of MASH was, uh, you know, Klinger was always trying to get sent home. So he's dressing like, oh, right, his yes. main shtick was dressing like a woman, but generally- He's dressing every, like Ringo Starr. Dressing like Ringo Starr, but basically every episode, because the woman thing just became the norm, he'd have to try something yeah. else. And there was one episode, I was like, I fucking love this show. He just said, you're sending me home, Captain. You're sending me home, General, this this week. I'm going to eat this Jeep part by part. And start taking it apart and just start swallowing <laughs> hardware. <laughs> swallowing <laughs> fucking bolts with you water. You could just shoot yourself in the exactly. foot. Exactly. Jerk practice, jerk practice. Sketch boys love to reminisce. Yeah. All right. Welcome to the Jerk Practice Podcast. I'm Casey. I'm... Oh, I had something ready. I was going to do a Beatles <laughs> accent, and I choked. I choked on my boots. Let me see if I can do it. I had to be a baby. And I'm Ringy, oh, huh? H. Welcome <laughs> to H. the island. Are they from an island? Well, I guess England's an I mean, island. They're from England. It's an island. It's a large one. Liverpool. Yeah, do you think people right from England page. are like, I'm from the island? The mainland? Iriman, I'm from an <laughs> island. Iriman. Like, I fucking hate <laughs> these guys. There's one sect, one region of uh, of England that has, like, the island it's mentality. It's just groovy, man. But Just lots of rum and chilling. It's, it's just constant fog and drizzle, though. Yeah. So you're just soaked to the bone and frozen. I feel like there's kind of a vibe like that everywhere. No, well, you'll have to correct me if I'm wrong, and it might just be a college thing, but like in Charleston, we're deep south, right? Where mm-hmm. I am. Yeah, yeah. Um, but and uh, we're right on the coast, obviously. Uh, and there's a place, there's beaches all over. There's a place called Folly Beach, and you do drive mm-hmm. out there, and you're like, oh, this is like my in Southern California, but so I don't. But oh, that's sure. the vibe yeah. too. They're like. Hey man, you wanna you know you wanna grind some chunkage? Like you're like what the fuck? Are you <laughs> just, no, just imagining like from? yes, uh, old old man Mister Lennon used to like pre-war, so thirties, nineteen twenties maybe. He and old man McCartney are out there catching a wave when they're not getting <laughs> getting cancer from a mill. Right, right, right. They're not the radium boys. Well, because was it I would. I don't know where where I saw it, but they talked about like the idea of London fog. Yeah, you know, like ooh, they got coats made after. That's why you got to wear a trench coat. The fog is so thick, and all of the horror movies and things that I love have that. Like ooh, the streets of London is foggy. That was one hundred thousand percent fucking pollution, and they didn't figure it out until the fifties. They should have had hazmat suits on. Fancy hazmats. Because fog isn't doesn't denote chilly like cold temperatures. You know what I mean? Like Right, it's that the hot cold the the mix. But it doesn't like exist for six hours at a time. Uh because it either gets too cold or it gets too hot and it goes away. To the welcome to the world of Frywald fashion, by the way, which is like uh <laughs> Uh, Frywald fashion has a lot to do with getting high quality items that the wrong man found out about at a Goodwill. So oh, it's yeah. like, I remember London Fog be like, what kind of jacket? Is that a pre 
Is that a pre-85 London Fog? Back when there's quality? Because London Fog got bought by, like, Eastland or something. But a... (laughs) a, but a true it London became a fog. proper J.C. Penney's original. Right, a true London Fog was a hell of a jacket. Well, that's like the jackets they wear in the show Mad Men. When you got dressed up and caught the train to work in in Madison Avenue, right? You wore a suit, so you needed a nice trench over your fancy suit. Yeah, that's never a problem for me. I know that goes without saying, but that's the thing about clothing right like we we i don't know if we've gotten we've got we've talked about our walmart quality of clothing but just even across the board like mm-hmm. you and i can shell out or the average person can shell out 200 dollars for a rain trench coat and mm-hmm. you're gonna have to do it again down the road back then you're gonna fucking die in that coat which i love family's coat i fucking love i love the idea that back in, I mean, that's like New York, so you just have a bunch of shit. But back in oldie days, let, let's let say you're right. a blue-collar worker. You have one church suit well, I mean, that you'll be buried in. You get one well, the pair etymology of, yeah. of the word was, it was the coat they wore in the trench when they were fighting the... Oh, good point. The Huns, they were fighting the Germans. Like, yeah. <laughs> just a long coat to cover your body so you don't freeze to death. Right. Yeah, exactly. Like, And then because you you didn't die in the war, you're like, this is my lucky fucking coat. This is going over my church suit. Right. <laughs> right. I, <laughs> Which I'll take to my own funeral. I just listened. Do you, do you um, uh, I'm going to pronounce his name wrong. I believe it's Nando Parado. It's the Alive Dudes. It's the rugby team that went down in the oh, Andes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nando uh-huh. is one of the guys that climbed through the fucking mountains. Um, when they found people like oh, to 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 rescue them, like they're like we're not mm-hmm. we're going that we're eating people here. We're going to I'm run out of bodies. Here. They're not looking for us. Yeah. We are going to die unless we just mm-hmm. have to hoof it. And once they got out, like the people that found them, they're like they're like no, we have people still alive. And they're like where they're like in this area of the mountains are like. And where did you come from? We climbed out and we're here. And they're like no fucking way you did that. But getting back to quality of clothing to follow my train is like they all they had. He put on three sweaters that people packed mm-hmm. one over another. And that was enough. Plus, like they had a sleeping bag at night when right. it was below 50 that they made out of like pl- airplane seat cushions. But I'm saying they were able to put three sweaters, three sweaters. on and that was enough to like maintain their body heat to fucking bare f- like foot it out of the andes mountains and you think about that now like yeah. just with like the way clothing is made it's just not gonna cut not it not gonna fucking cut it that gore the fallacy of the of those hoodies it derives from a sweatsuit right it's not meant to keep you warm it's just meant to ooh, wick that sweat off you when you work out yeah it would be not wear it in your fancy aeroplane i would here's what i would do and i would do it if uh I would spend $500 on a piece on 15 pieces of essential clothing if you told me that I'd wear those boots to the casket. I'd do it, and I'd be done. And you never have to think about, ever, ever, for the rest of your days, like, going like, oh, what what do I have to wear? What shoes do I... That'd be great. Fucking, you just go to the cobbler and he'd fucking shyster you. I, I 
have a few pairs of actual boot boots. And I can't tell you the difference. You you feel it. You're like, oh, I see. Because once they're broken nice, they're super yeah. comfortable. But you're also like, water, snow, doesn't fucking matter. Because they're made to like keep my fucking feet dry. I have a pair of cowboy boots, black cowboy so boots, cobbling. that uh, somebody gave me, actually. And Meg and I are like cleaning out stuff. And she's like, you're not going to keep those cowboy boots. I'm like... Those boots are fucking amazing. I was like, those boots yeah. will be with me. To, I can't. I generally wear jogging pants, and it's not in style yet. But <laughs> yeah. that is like, Soon. A, Soon. and I have one pair of dress shoes, like super nice dress shoes that I traded a pair of Jets tickets for. That are like, like oh, you don't sure. throw Same them. Thing. You just yeah. get them resold or whatever. Like those, they're amazing. I don't have a lot of reason, but like they're like again like. They're like cockroaches. They'll be around long after Putin runs the world. <laughs> we'll all be having uh, potato sacks for boots if he has his I'll way. Be drinking vodka out of my boots under the <laughs> under the lash of those Russians. Drink it. <laughs> drink. You drink. It makes you work. Did you ever think right, in your right. lifetime we'd be back fighting the? The Iron Bear? I the way we are? I or about to be? I no, I don't think so. You didn't see it coming back around, did you? Thought it was just kinda settle itself. And that I thought we had moved past that, but all things, man. Trench. We'll be we'll finally get our own coats. Alright, get my own little tiny tank. They're like, I think we're not gonna have any problem beating the Americans because they have um watchman <laughs> pins. On their trench coats? <laughs> Is that a ninja turtle? That's, hey, Lee- That's Michelangelo. Came with my loot crate. <laughs> Wink. Shoot them. <laughs> As those Russian soldiers are clamoring over all the killer pins we got on our coat. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. I want that guy. <laughs> He's like, why are they all pointing at me? Pins are too cool, bro. His belt is a Nintendo controller. <laughs> It's like you got a green mohawk. It's like, do you need any more attention? All of those machine guns are trained on that trench. Oh, God. I cannot. I feel so. I just. I think they got iPads over there. I fucking love. I feel like I'm reading like a Garth Ennis comic when I hear about like the. What is happening? um, What's the word I'm looking at? The heroism of the Ukrainian people. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. These guys are fucking. It it like brought it, when I read the story every day. Obviously, it's this shit is like horrible what's going on through people. But in like the midst of that tragedy, I'm like, you just have old man. You have a 68 year old man and a 12 year old child fucking filling each other's Molotov cocktails and fucking oh, no, standing yeah. up to a tank and fucking torching these russians and this was weeks like three weeks ago so it was like right before it all popped off and i was reading a, in a like washington post article or something and it was just sort of a slice of life like checking in with all these different people from different echelons in ukraine yeah. and i was just like i don't think they understand and I'm going to say this, and I mean it in the most tenacious way possible, because I love that movie. And every time I rewatch it, I'm like, that's the scariest place to be. 
I don't think the Russians realize they're walking into the fucking Endor village. Mm, yeah. Like they're like they interviewed a guy who owned a bar and he's like, Yeah, so I own this bar that I love. I've worked hard to have it, but if they come in, I will empty these bottles, fill them with gasoline, yes. and attach it to my drone and just fly. <laughs> just literally drop flaming bottles from a fucking drone where you use your Xbox controller. That's ice fucking logs. Yeah, I saw something last night. And it was like this old woman just holding a sign. It said, like, go fuck yourself, Putin. Like, in the middle of a war zone, just holding up a sign. And then they cut to, like, these younger guys who exactly like you were saying that were just, like, sitting in lawn chairs. They're like, we're just waiting to fucking AK-47 just waiting. They're not fucking <laughs> evacuated. Like, there was a ceasefire I heard this morning. Like, yes, we're going to mm-hmm. ceasefire so some Ukrainians can evacuate. 75% of them were like... No, you know what? You're just giving us time to reload our guns. I love it. These guys are obviously. I don't love it. You know what I mean by that. And no, from a no, Garth no. Ennis, uh, who is a comic book writer we love, who is very good in my opinion at writing from different angles. I'm hearing a lot sure. of Russian soldier um, angles and reading texts and letters yeah. back that are like, "Uh, we're really getting fucking duped here." They said. That they wanted us to come in and we were just going to go in and they're like, exactly, we're walking into a fucking buzzsaw here and I don't even want to be like, so that's not to say like, I'm happy that these poor kids and, like, are getting. the other things is like, with all of the ordinance that is being delivered, it's literally just, they're dropping, lowering crates of guns. Yes. And they're like, help yourself. Mm-hmm. So you're getting these very heroic young men, but then there's also I'm just reading about it, like the criminal element oh. is like, <laughs> oh, no, thank you. <laughs> oh, it's so awful. So it's like imagine being a professional soldier to which you are trained and drilled. Like there is honor in what we do, and when we I meet you on the battlefield, I expect an amount of honor that's extended me. And you got the fucking Sopranos running around like shooting at you from the back of a Cadillac. But also... And then stealing your wallet. They also have... And it's so funny, because I just listened to a long, drawn-out podcast about um, Nicholas II, the Russian czar, the last Mm -hmm. um, czar of Russia, the the last of the Romanovs. Um, And I'm like, wow, there's... He was a total, like... He was not up to the task, and obviously Putin is very smart and, and tactical and this is who knows what's going on it's obviously it seems to have overplayed his hand but regardless wh- what nicholas didn't understand is what i don't know if putin necessarily understands you at some point the more you just push younger and younger people like no you have to be in my army now and i'm gonna push mm-hmm. you as my pawns to this part of the chessboard the more and more eventually yeah. you know things start to like chip off and chip away and that's what i'm hearing with these russian soldiers like One, they're just having, they're being conscripted. They've been democratized to a degree. Mm -hmm. They're fucking munching at McDonald's. They're listening, they're getting a taste of what that feels like. And now they're getting pushed into exactly what you said. These people are like, we don't fucking want you here. Sorry you're here, but you can either drive 10 feet closer and I'm going to fucking... I've got a right guard in my hand and a Zippo lighter in my other. Mm-hmm. I'm going to burn your face off or you can turn your ass around or put your hands up and surrender, which a lot of people are doing. Yeah, that's what I've been seeing that too, to which it's like, 
Just that, yeah. Just like, hey man, I'm good. Do you, like, I like fucking my iPhone too. Like, we all just like... And that's the thing, there's no clear... Which is why I'm like, I don't know what's going on. There's no clear endgame. There's, Not I don't anymore. know, like, why it started. Or, like, who's gonna gain what, and, like... It just seems so muddy, and just, there's... So here's what I garnered. No definition, I guess. And it's not defined, and that's why I said I think Putin overplayed his hand, because they literally, it's almost Hitlerian, which makes sense in this. Hitler mm-hmm. was so fucking pissed off that Germany lost World War One, and yeah. how they were treated yeah. after World War One, right? Sure. With the treaty and everything. Putin is mm-hmm. still furious at what happened with the cold war and when nato formed to hold them in check when he was a young man so he's literally just like fuck you guys you've always been against me and then he's hearing like this talk of like ukraine like wanting to join like nato and like european union and he just like snapped that's like literally there is nothing for him to gain from going in there's nothing because he already, like, basically sucks out all their materials and anything anyway, like, through contracts. And he's already got yeah, the greatest yeah. pipeline of money, because they're just a petrol state, into Western Europe. Yeah. So he's got all this dough coming in. So it's literally just a chip off his shoulder. Like, fuck it. I'm I'm not getting any No, younger. and that's, you like... You want to fight? The I'll thing fight. you... I think people forget about, and I, like, lose sight of it, too. It's because he... I mean, there's that famous picture of him in the Red Square yep. shaking Ronald Reagan's hand because he was in the KGB exactly. and he was undercover and he just did a flick. KGB did a flex. Like, look how close we got to your guy. That's one of our guys. He was in his 40s then. Exactly. So he's not like – he wasn't like a kid when it broke up. Like, he was in the wheels of power. He was in the system. And it crumbled. So he is even more – privy to the like deals that were were broken or promises that were made and not kept and all of like he's so much closer to the source of it so i make i get the anger i i don't think it's cool right so he was disrespected his country is disrespected right and you're like you said he's 40 so he already knows like how things work and now he's actually feeling he's losing things but what starts to happen he starts to chip his way up Rise in power. Yeah. And obviously with that power comes wealth. And then through that power and wealth comes, like, uh, I'm going to say corruption because I can't think of a better word, to basically longevity, to basically becoming a dictator for life, whatever you want to say. Like, he got, mm-hmm. he can be, uh, have as long oh, a terms sure, yeah. as want. Like, he had that pass through their parliament or whatever you right. call it. So where well, that's do right, you That's right, because he was president there? and then stepped down. To become prime minister, and then that other guy was in power for a few years. And then he's just like, you know what? Stop, let's just, I'm coming And back. prime minister can be a point wife. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. what else do you have? He's got all the power he could ever have. He's got mm-hmm. literally Russia in his hand. So he's got all the power there, yeah. state-run TV, everything. He's got all the money he could ever have. Billions and billions. And he's made so much money for all these oligarchs and everything. So he's just got yeah, this empire. I was going to say all his, so what, all, all his cronies are all Exactly. So that also sweetens the deal. So what does he have left? He has nothing except yeah. for 
revenge basically it's fucking like you know he's the emperor like he has nothing uh not revenge but what what's the word when you um you want to redeem redemption he wants to redeem the fucking yeah. soviet union that's it like he wants to right so what he sees as a wrong um and i personally think he's gonna get two in the back of the head <laughs> like i think he pissed off all these people that like made a lot of money and were continuing to make a lot of money up until the moment he walked there, into this I bandsaw mean, so uh there are two countries in the world who have historically shown yeah uh, we we aren't gonna take this shit for very long, and that's fucking France yeah. and Russia. Yeah. <laughs> like historically, just like all right, this is like they're coming to your house, dragging your ass out of it. Right. Not like you're under arrest. Mm-hmm. Not it's not like the U.S. where unfortunately, unfortunately, we protect people, but like rich scumbags tend not to get of, drug out of, of their course. houses yeah. and yep. their head shaved. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the thing. Or in Putin's case, I guess, would it be more insulting to glue more hair to his head? Put him in a sexy wig? It's so funny. I was uh, I was at a charity golf event today, and a, it was just in this beautiful, like, just ridiculous private golf club. It was crazy. The likes of me shouldn't should have been stopped at the door, just like the yeah. Russians at the border of Ukraine. But we saw this beautiful bald eagle. So he's like, look, an American bald eagle. And I was like, as opposed to a, I was like, oh yeah, one of those Russian long-haired eagles. <laughs> just an eagle, <laughs> long ponytail. Just curly, like permed hair, just out of time. It's like, why did you get such a tight perm? <laughs> you look like Robert Plant from the 70s. Oh my god. Oh yeah, the revolt in Russia. Yeah, I think you don't have long to go when Russians wake up. Because they were just like, yeah, this guy's... The- Russians aren't people aren't stupid anywhere obviously they're like this yeah. guy has too much control and he's he's really skirting a lot of stuff this obviously pre-ukraine but you know i've been around a long time and we didn't used to have mcdonald's we didn't used to have coca-cola and our country's mm-hmm. getting pretty wealthy and look at all this like money around us and yeah, we're I getting think about- respect and all this and then like that they go into ukraine and literally within 48 hours they go Got to go take a few rubles out to buy a Big Mac. And they're like, no McDonald's here anymore. And by the way, your money is is less valuable than toenails. That does not bode well for too long. No, it's not sustainable no. for very and long. And then when people even say like, hey, I'm upset. I don't have any money anymore. They're fucking dragging people to the gulags. And as soon as you see too many of your cousins getting dragged off to the prisons just for complaining about uh, the basic necessities right that's yeah. when you start to f- make some zip guns right because you're like eh, you can keep them but i'm not going yeah so it'll it'll it's obviously tragic but it it's uh it's yeah I the know. last few years have been unfolding in a way that you'd only think from a historical point of view that was just it's they say history is cyclical and it's such a cliche, but it's so fucking true because all you have to do is go back a hundred years uh-huh. and you're literally going like, you know, most people didn't see this powder keg happening in the World War One. Like no. most people didn't see that. People certainly didn't see the Spanish flu. And like it just yeah. drops on you. And then it's how people react. And then the way you react to that, like leads to this and this and this. And it 
just becomes this culmination that you live through in these like kind of booms in history. Like we were pretty much living through a pretty, I mean, yeah, the technology and everything, but a, a less tactile, I would say, and obviously privilege from, I'm saying us specific yeah. as Americans, yeah, yeah. a pretty, you know, a flaccid time in history, pretty easy going. I'm reading comics. I'm mm-hmm. going to school. I'm not protesting sure. on my college campus, you know, like, and then all of a sudden, like a pandemic, the likes of which no one's seen. And now you've got a country, the one of the two most nuclear capable countries saying like, you better not fucking give Ukraine those 20 MIGs that you've got parked in Poland or right. I'm going to fucking press this button. Like, did you see that happening anytime soon? Like, so it, Oh it's no, very the fact that I could go through a news feed and read whether it's hyperbole or not. Like, I think the Russians just shot tanks at Chernobyl. Yes. It's like, no, that's a jerk practice. Right. Exactly. The two dopey tank drivers don't know how to do it. It's stripes too. They just got lost in the tank. I saw a, uh, a little girl in a bunker. So just seeing these kids, you think about your own kids, obviously like they're under schools and these little beds and these bunkers. And I was like, Oh, this video, nothing, nothing has, lasting effect anymore it seems it certainly would have Mm -hmm. uh years ago before everything was so um um fleeting but it's this little girl stands up so you know ukrainians kind of have that like russian mob look gold chain that the ones i saw Mm -hmm. gold chain cosby sweater (laughs) there's just something you know what i'm saying sneakers no it's it's, it's actually a good look they got a look they have a very eastern european yeah it's great they're just vibing, but, man. That's but, just how they do it. But they, the, and they're big, fucking tough ass dudes. And these tough ass dudes are standing mm-hmm. around, and they're like, "Sing, sing!" And this little girl, you know, six years old, gets up and sings "Let It Go" from Frozen in Ukrainian, and like she's sings it beautifully. And you want to, it bring it brings you to tears. It's amazing as she's like mm-hmm. serenading these people in these bunkers. These bombs are going off. I was like, "Oh my god, this is history." And then in the story I was reading, underneath it had like Adina Manzel just tweet, "We hear you, sister." And I was like, <laughs> "You fuck you, you know." Like, and I don't know what other response you really have, but it was just a. It brought it. It just made it so much I less. Guess. It's a damned if you do, and damned if you right. don't. Because me, we'll let that one go. Right. Not because I don't agree with it, but like. Why are you trying to crib? Like, it feels. Don't step on her. Like, don't step on her performance. Don't step on this moment by being like, "Yo, I got your back. I'll be in Hollywood." That's what I'm saying. Just hit me up. And and that's the thing. Because what was the headline? It was Adina Mansell hears Ukrainian oh, girl. It's like shit. All right. Like it just seems like everybody's looking what do you, for. What you can do slider a mixtape. Right. Like what the fuck? Uh, but you know what? I could be wrong. Adina Mansell could be in a fucking about to paratroop in with her salty she's voice. She's tying those those fucking empty bottles onto that guy's drone. She's gonna she's gonna drop in and you know like Broadway care. She's gonna get those Ukrainians to give ten dollars for AIDS research. <laughs> <laughs> that was stupid. Oh man, if only we could just send drop some celebs over there. Hey, USO show be the worst steaks. If you all right. You got five people. 
And I'm not saying uh-huh. name your best because I you we could easily name like an amazing USO show. Sure. Yeah. Name a U name five people on a USA show USO oh, show man. that when they like see the bill and Ukrainians are like USO shows coming over it's gonna be amazing yeah, and then they yeah, announce it yeah. and they're like what the fuck? <laughs> well, I mean, Adidas Menzel Menzel's on there because I think it's funny, yeah. great performer, sure. but also like, why did you send her to the danger zone? Right. Um. Do you guys, are we going to go with a group or more solos? David Sedaris? <laughs> I'm just going to say, you got to have a comedy element. It was like, what would Pete Davidson do if he was host? Right, but that name is too, like, everybody's like, you'd have your, Pete Davidson, everybody's like, oh, Kim Kardashian, you know, Kim Kardashian, but like David Sedaris, yeah, you'd have a couple true, people like, oh yeah, they, me talk pretty one day, that was translated in Ukraine, but what the fuck? We're going to tell a story about his beach house, <laughs> that, is, that his mother that shot herself, man? So you got David Sedaris. You need a to talk about a nice pair of shoes. You need an athlete. An athlete. Grant right. Hill. Ooh, that's good. I was gonna say Dirk Nowitzki, uh, but Dirk, I don't yeah. know the relation. Maybe Will Clark. Just like a, a good, a, a hard work, and I, I got to go NBA, right? Well, you could go because NFL. Oh doesn't yeah, translate. and MLB doesn't translate. Yeah, so you'd go <laughs> fucking the A Rod. <laughs> Who the fuck is this guy? The shit. If they put a gun in his Watch hand. Watch him sock some. Dingers. Oh yeah. By the way, now all that's... these people are going to end up on the front line. It's going to end up being one of those amazing movies. Yeah. If Man, you're sending just an want... NBA player, you're sending A Rod up there trying. He's like, "Oh, you guys don't know who I am? I'll fucking show you." Drop some A Rod bombs on you. <laughs> <Dingers>. <laughs> whiff, whiff, whiff. I haven't gotten oh, warmed, warmed up yet. Up. Just those. Hot cuts that he's just whiffing. Yeah, who doesn't have a three-point shot that can, you know, they're like, oh my god, they sent us the that, worst three-point like, shooter. Those get that concert vibe going, that's a beach ball. You can jump shot a beach ball without looking like too much of a fool. But if you're up there fucking Babe Ruth with these giant bouncy balls, yeah. it's like, what this fucking guy out here? Is this a comedian? I don't get it. No, that's me, David Sedaris. Um... <laughs> And he licks the finger, turn the page. Let's see. You need like kind of a hometown hero ish, and or maybe a Russian to to the tie that binds. Mm, yeah, Ivan Koloff. Should we go classic? Yakov Shmirnov. Oh, Yakov. Yakov's fucking. Everyone the, can. Identify. Yakov's driving the tank with those comical <laughs> glasses right now. Come on. Da, 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 da. But in Branson, da, 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 da. just trying to mow over those horny eighty-year-old women. <laughs> In Russia, we do comedy show in Ukraine. He's undercover. Strangle him with one of those Cosby sweaters. Well, let's see. So some kind Other of famous thing. Russians? Send Gorbachev. Oh, you just send a politician. Are you going to cool it down? I think Gorbachev. Do you think Gorbachev's alive? He might be. I felt like I heard someone talk about him, and I was like, I could have swore he died thirty yeah, years I ago. Yeah, I could have. I could have thought that, but an old could Gorbachev, be wrong. He may have. Uh, Phil Collins. He can read David Sedaris's book. That'd be great, as read by Gorbachev. And Gorbachev. then we'll send. Um, ba, 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 uh, let me think. Who's that Russian? Do we need a rock group? Do we need some like? Oh yeah, you need some pump. You need we good need Charlotte dance man. I think. Ooh yeah, <laughs> yeah some, I like that. Yeah, good Charlotte, maybe Alkaline Trio. Ooh, the trio that you save save money on seats. 
Oh. And then they can play the CIA song to cool everything down. I like it. You see? It's the El- Chicago Zone Alkaline you Trio. Round it out. And of course, MC, mm-hmm. Ringo Starr. He's not doing anything. <laughs> and they'd be like, who the fuck? Nah. I like that. You got Ringo. <laughs> we know. This is the only person we know. But Ringo Starr, long Garfield shirt, Beetle Boots, Machete, mm-hmm. um, and uh hair and curlers <laughs> yes it's like he did it <laughs> set him to the front line jesus yeah because that's the distraction right like they stop and they're like look at this crazy you great that ringo star <laughs> that that's the secret we see him like live via satellite and we're like fucking ringo looks crazy like that's chilling <laughs> and then it's just you just in Vladimir Putin's bedroom, and <laughs> Ringo's been in the closet the whole time. <laughs> Curlers, machete, Garfield shirt. You're gonna hate Mondays. I just picture the most horrifying, you know, because it's a crazy distraction, <laughs> like that, right? But like, it that that distraction has to be so silly. Like Ringo Starr, no pants, Bozo the Clown nose, and they get distracted for two seconds. But it can't be like a distraction where the guys then come around the corner and they're like, "Put your arms up." It yeah. has to be a distraction of like a waterfall of gasoline as a guy like looks <laughs> and just, just throws a match <laughs> as they're in this pool of gas. Like it has to be Ukrainian fucking terrifying. Oh my God. <gasps> it's just those beach balls that A-Rod was dinging full of, full of fucking gas and just napalm. That's pretty. Oh, but uh, before I forget, I got a better USO show. I'm just- Turning the USO into the pro stars. They're not sending USO show. They're sending Joe Rogan and the USO Fear Factor show. Bunch of bugs, crate full of spiders, (laughs) uh, deep pool with keys at the bottom. I don't know. I saw one where, like, you had to drive your car into a pool and, like, get out of, like, you had to get out of the window to get the keys to unlock the trunk to get... I don't know. Some worms out like to a... shove up your butthole. I don't know. And that's like if if you're a big super fan of that show and you tune in and you're like, that's it. They don't even have to eat the car. <laughs> right. There's part nothing disgusting. Oh yeah. Speaking of war, one of the best episodes of Mash was uh, you know Klinger was always trying to get sent home, so he's dressing oh, like right, his yes. main shtick was dressing like a woman. But generally, he's dressing every, like Ringo Starr. Dressing like Ringo Starr. But basically, every episode because the woman thing just became the norm. He'd have to try something yeah. else. And there was one episode that's like, I fucking love this show. He just said, you're sending me home, Captain. You're sending me home, General. This this week, I'm going to eat this Jeep part by part. And start taking it apart and just start <laughs> swallowing hardware. <laughs> swallowing <laughs> fucking bolts with you water. You could just shoot yourself in the <laughs> exactly. foot. Exactly. Exactly. You have a limp for the rest of your life, but I can't imagine what eating a Jeep would do to Due to the old GI tract. That would be hilarious. Like, what's Klinger gonna do this week? He just fucking blows his toe off. Die. <laughs> just setting up right there in front of the camera. <laughs> pistol pointed right down the barrel. This episode of MASH directed I by see. Oliver Stone. Big fan of Putin. Big friend of Putin, by the way. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I was just... Go ahead. Because he did that whole Netflix series. Mm-hmm. That history series, which was very interesting. It was good, yeah. But... He's not a friend of Putin. He shook Putin's hand. I don't know. There's one picture. I don't know what that means. Because you know who Putin fucking loves? And I think he's going to the front line soon? 
all of our favorite action stars of the 80s and 90s. Oof. Fucking Seagal's, like, literally, probably getting, he's on Fox News every day now, going like, the thing about Ukraine is you don't know what's going on, left or right. They're all brothers. And then, you better be careful, Seagal, because Spetsnaz is going to snag your ass from Romania and you're going to be sitting in the bunker with him sharpening his sword and you're like how the fuck did I get here I've never killed anyone you know who else I saw sitting next to Putin I was like no of course you you don't see Chuck Norris next to Putin by the way but you do see Jean-Claude Van Damme and I was like he's got a fucking bicycle like bicycle racing hat on you know with the oh with the little brim you know and like a bike shirt but there's no he's not like in the like what is it? The French the 500 or, or whatever? No, he's like just hanging out at a club with Putin wearing bike gear. Like, Van Damme, you fucker. I guess that's once you get pulled in that world, man. It's fun, right? Once you've lived that comfortable life of privilege, you got someone showering you with gifts. Because you're. Who are you to say? Right, that? you're already living like that. Like, nobody says no to me, basically, and I can yeah. hit this echelon. But then, like, you go with Putin, and he's like, no, 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 I know you're like, you can do all this stuff and you have all this money and people throw themselves at you. But he's like, no, 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 like here you can do anything. You see that guy over there? If you want, you can shoot him. <laughs> like you want to you want to feel what murder feels like? Welcome to Putin's world. He strikes me as a guy that'd be like, if you're high enough on the cool scale for him. He's showing you the JFK files. Yes, you get the You're going to know stuff. what actually happened. Yeah, but you think Jean-Claude Van Damme even... I, I, that's what I'm saying. Who, all you got to do is ask. But he doesn't give a shit. Are you more disappointed if you're having a fun time with Van Damme and you make a Kennedy reference and he's like, who? God damn it. It's like a pretty girl. Like, <laughs> Well, of. that's not nice. Like a pretty <laughs> partner who's like, man, this, this chick is foxy. She's got the moves or vice versa. This dude's... Rocking the packs, and then you're like, you know, like, uh, do you want to split the bill? He's like, you know, I don't, I, I don't, <laughs> all right, you know what? End of analogy, I don't get it. It's like, it's like a pretty face that's got too much space, pretty face with too much brain space, baby. Put it on a shirt. There you go. All face, no brain space. Vote oh, Putin. Man. <laughs> an idiot. God, I, I should be over there sitting oh. next to Putin. Oh man, what do I got? I got a note. Oh yes, it's it kind of fits in with the conversation that we're having. Really, um, I was at work last Friday, and um, I was like super busy, so I was just like busting my hump to try and get everything closed. Yeah. And then people who were there earlier, were just like taking a load off at the bar. Uh, and then this, they were just talking. They're like, if we get locked down again, uh. This woman I work with is like, I'm doing OnlyFans. Oh, yeah. And then thought about it. everybody was like, oh, hey, if you need this, talk to me. If you need this, talk to me. And I was just like, everybody there. It's on it already. Had had a page. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm like, I don't even know how LinkedIn works. Oh. Or Twitter. And they're like, oh, Twitter. That's where the best porn is. And I was like. I I'm not on that internet anymore, uh, guys. Yeah. I don't get it. Um, so they were talking, and the uh, this other person I work with, she was like, "Oh, if you if you need anything, my boyfriend's on there. He's been on there. 
forever. He knows all the ins, all the outs, everything you need. And I was just like, these people got this fucking shit on lockdown. And me and this guy from the kitchen, Kevin, were just like, we don't, I don't, I know what it is. I don't know much more about it. And I was like, well, if they ever need a, a sketch comedy page on OnlyFans, sign me up. I got it. And everybody starts laughing. Everybody, like, throws their own, like, bits and yeah, gags yeah. in. And that, the girl that whose boyfriend does it, she just leaned over and was like, if you do do it, you're going to have to show your butthole. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, you better, you've got a very central punchline. I'm going to tell you, it might be getting punched. Uh, no, because I was like, just then what if just redo classic bits, classic comedy bits, like the history of comedy, but just get a pie at the old dink and wink. I mean, we could just, we got to, we can't do it in the same room, but we just take turns <laughs> reading our sketches because I think all only all only fans is, is you're just jerking off at the camera, flexing, yeah. touching your nip. You know, like, just so if you can do it while you're reading Squatter, which is an old sketch of ours. (laughs) Squatting while you're squatting. Squatting while you're squatting. That should be my OnlyFans page. Nothing but squats. Actual squats with weight. (laughs) Weight and nothing else. All I could think about was all of the classic comedians and comedy bits, but through the the lens of, like, OnlyFans. So it's like, you know... Moe's pantsless and Larry just hits him around the dick with the frying pan. Right. Charlie Chaplin, instead of that cane, you're just swinging. Instead of, yeah, instead of like the... Charlie Chapsless. Inst- <laughs> instead of the uh, the potatoes with the forks on the edge of the table, it's just scotch tape and his testicles kicking him <laughs> like gonna say, Or just you having sex with the potato. Oh, God. Yeah, you know what? We've all... I'm not part of that internet either. In fact, I got so nervous because I have like an identity... Um, what is it called? Like an ID notify that I get if somebody's yeah, yeah. fucking with my credit cards or anything. And it was like, warning, your, was it card? No, your email has been found on the dark web. And I was like, ooh, I already know nasty stuff on the light web. So I hear dark oh, web yeah, is don't... real fucked up. Um, But, all right, but back in my younger days, I will say there is a tier of produced pornography. And mm-hmm. unproduced pornography. Produced oh, pornography yes, is like going mm-hmm. to a budgeted movie. Might be good, might be yeah. bad, but you're like, oh, they put a little money into yeah. it. Unproduced Certain... pornography makes you ill. Oh, ill. Because he's so OnlyFans like, is 99%. Like you said, your entire kitchen yeah. staff was like, yeah, I go on. I'm on OnlyFans. You're like, what the <laughs> fuck are you? Who is going to your page? Like, if you have a fetish that's for a, normalcy, that's what we should do. Return to normalcy. My Warren G. Harding yeah. page. I'll just put big eyebrows yep. on and spread my butt cheeks <laughs> and pledge allegiance <laughs> to the Russian flag. Well, we, it's so, like, so I was telling Ash that because I was like, Jesus Christ, like, old man withers over here. But she was like, no, just think about, like, it's just free money out there for these young kids. Yeah. And it's oh, yeah. relatively safe but then i was just like ha, like like you said you just sliding that card across the old bar when it's like well that person seems pretty cool hey check me out exactly i do this sketch comedy where i just my dick's hanging out you might see me jerk off but you know 
Smash the like button, bro. Tip me. That is a very strange... It's like another level, because they talk about the reduction of... They, they, you know, like, kids are just not having sex and procreating as much because yeah, they're just true. going online because it's so available and it's been available for so long and so, quote-unquote, desensitized. I don't know if that word really applies. But, so that is happening. But now... You add this level, so that's even going to compound that, and it's going to take inhibition down even more to where, like, yeah. eventually you're just like, going to have you group, you know, like, in Times Square, like, ding, 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 the bell. Like, do you want to sit next to Mario as he does an OnlyFans, like, and, you know, sings <laughs> out of his butt cheeks? Like, so, like, just <laughs> But it, loose. it's like you get, it's the, the, the veneer of a connection. Right. It's the veneer of a relationship because it's not like because you're like, oh, I can send you a message and we can chat. And you can just and Ash was telling me there's this whole new community of just like what she was called, like sugar, sugar daddies. Sure. Where people can just make a connection with an older oh, yes. man yes. or woman. Yes. And you you it, it's a completely non sexual mm-hmm. like it could either just be chats or it can be phone like you're totally in control but it was just like this need for connection mm-hmm. and it reminded me of this true crime book i read about in japan and it's just there's these clubs that will exclusively just hire like young women from australia eastern europe and britain and they're just hostesses mm-hmm. so all they do is right. they sit there they'll serve you a drink and you bring your friends and you just have this connection with them and it has nothing to do. It's just a conversation. And they said in the book, sometimes it's a two-way street where you have an actual, how are you? What are you doing? And sometimes it's just someone speaking to you and you just are expected to sit and let it wash over you. And then they pay you and tip you and you head on your merry way. Go. And there was a, uh, along those lines, I was like, and I'm going to get to, one thing but again I, it's just a just weird lack of connection Well, that's what's going people. on in the world right like yeah it uh, not to be that guy you're gonna love where no. this will go one this was insane it was like a forensic thing where it was a son mm-hmm. a fucking louse a human louse of a son sure who got addicted to one specific woman on only fans or maybe whatever the predecessor was and so it's just a woman, sure, you know, sure. like you pay, the more you pay, the more she'll do. But he like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. totally became infatuated yes. and thought that, you know, they were boyfriend, girlfriend. Like he's like, you know, yeah. but he was paying her the entire time, but he was a louse. And then he like got so addicted, he stopped going to work. Right. So then he didn't have any money to pay her. So he just lived at his parents' house. But so he started draining his fucking parents' accounts. He ended up spending like $180,000 to this Russian woman of their money. And then when it ran out, he fucking murdered them for their life insurance so he could pay this woman. Oh, it is terrifying. And that leads me to a true crime show that I hope I'm going to lead you in the direction. I'm kind of hoping you saw it, but it's a new show on Netflix called The World's Worst Roommates. Yes. Did you see it? Did you see it? Oh yes. Do you know what yes, episode I'm gonna go notes. towards? I think I know which one. Doing squats on OnlyFans. On the... <laughs> yeah. 
I was like, this is the fucking, you know what I'm talking about? Or is this the where you thought I was going? Because there's a two-parter I... about a fucking squatter. A serial squatter. Yeah. And I've never, I, Casey, Meg and I watch murder shows and death row shows. And I'm like, you know, like, hope they redeem themselves on this is terrible and this and that. This guy that was a serial squatter and would move into these people's house. And as long as he had one piece of mail sent to their house, he's like, I'm not leaving. You go sleep in your kitchen. I felt my blood boil. I hated this man. And of course, I was thinking about oh, our man. sketch we wrote about a squatter because I never thought That's about all it. I could think about. This guy enraged me. He was such a fucking asshole. I could not believe and he it. Was such a grimy, like, they're like, um, I think something's off. He talks about being a lawyer so much. But all he has is a milk crate, a dirty dog, and a stack of old t-shirts. And a cat. And a fish. And then every time you peek you peek in his room, he's just laying on a pile of rags. Yeah. And then he's like, Were you in my room? Hey, excuse me, why did you it take stinks. all That's the why um why did you take all the dining room chairs oh, out? My chairs. I them for work. Like there's so many signs right away. Like here's the first oh, time yeah. you're introduced to him, is he like shows up and he's like Hey, I'm from Philly. I'm moving back to Philly from New York. I'm a lawyer. I haven't passed the bar yet. I think your room would be perfect for me. And then she's like, and he, we, he has a dog. So we had our dogs play with each other. Between the fingers is that deposit <laughs> yep, right, right away. There's their nice money envelope. and you need it. And she's like, our dogs got along. So he's like, all right, I'll be by later this afternoon. And here's where the draw is. I'd be like, here's your fucking money. He just shows up with the cat. And you just go, no, 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 no. No, you said you dog. You said you have a dog. But doesn't that woman go, I'm allergic to cats? She says she's to allergic cats. to cats. And she's like, well, no, you fucking go, you fucking already schemed me in the first two hours. Get the fuck out of here. Out, out. Keep your fucking money, get out. No, that one got me so, like, just, I, and Ash was like, you can't do that. You can't. And I was like, but I, but I, and she's like, you can't legally do any of the stuff. And I was like. That dude knew exactly who to target because if he wandered into the wrong apartment, I was just like, you're just cruising for trouble. That's actually a good idea. But he didn't. He just preyed on like single mousy looking women. That's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Because he was a fucking predator. Oh, fucking hated this guy so much. And that one just stretched out so long because that woman's like, I'd finally had it after two years. I moved into the guest room and I was like, you slept in a bed with that guy for fucking two years. And then another two years of sleeping in the guest room where he was like, if he caught her walking like in like at the wrong time, he'd yell at her to go back in her room. It's like, it's your fucking house. Like, that's a great idea. How about the one where the fucking tent where they popped a tent in the living room? I am shocked. You're right. That's a perfect horror movie where the serial squatter. Preys on people, but then he preys on the wrong fucking house, and he wakes up in a fucking hostel. Right? That's a great idea. See him get his comeuppance. Oh, but if he walked, if and he did that with me, he'd fucking wake up with his fucking penis um, super glued to his butt crack. You know what I mean? Like, no fucking way are you gonna fucking treat me like that. I'll, I'll. I would have thrown myself out of a first story building, you know, and oh, broke my yeah, arm and yeah. said he did it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I can't believe, like, they didn't know something just, like that. And we watched it, and every twist and turn, you just, it was like, 
yeah, so, you know, like, Spoilers. we had a party, and then everybody just left and left me, like, just, it was like, how come someone didn't stay with you, or how come you didn't leave? What Casey is setting up, you gotta set this up, because you and I had the same feeling, Meg had the same feeling, I'm sure Ash had the same feeling, so this serial squatter is squatting at this poor woman's house, yeah. and she's like, you know mm-hmm. what? This guy can't leave. They won't let me change the locks legally. And mm-hmm. and by the way, yeah. like these rules exist for an important reason because you there's so many more shitty landlords out there or shitty tenants. Like there's more people that need these laws to help them that abuse yeah. them. It's just true. But regardless, mm-hmm. this guy, if they can weasel their way in, there's all these laws set in place that you can technically mm-hmm. not kick them out. They're legal residents, even if they don't pay you or do anything. Anyways, this women's woman's totally stuck. So she's like, you know what? He's making my life a living hell. I'm going to make his life a living hell. He oh, doesn't like alcohol. Fucking, yeah. He doesn't like loud noises. He doesn't like smoke. So she had a party fucking rager with um, uh, everybody who's allowed to smoke in the apartment. Everybody's drinking and they're pumping music. And he comes Old out. Smoke under his door. He comes out and he's like, gets kind of upset. So he leaves for a while. And then when he leaves, they take his fucking door knob off his room. So he can't lock his room. Oh yeah. And she that says animation it. was perfect. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah. Looking through that fucking keyhole. I just, a eye sticking through the darkness. She says like, she they can see him reddening. And I was like, yeah, they really got this guy worked up. And then everybody leaves at like two Oops, in the morning. Later. I'm like, gotta work this. And then, of course, he comes out and fucking choke slams her against the bathroom wall. It's like, what are you fucking expecting? You got this fucking lunatic's blood boiling. Mm-hmm. And if you're at this party and aren't you like, so we're all be like, oh, man, like, gonna... are you sure you don't want to come? <laughs> like, you got to be. Gotta yeah, no, there's no way. <laughs> no I'd be like, way. you can crash. You got to come to my house because I've certainly been a fucking butthole at parties. So I know how annoying I can be. So if you ask me to come over and turn it on, yeah, I can turn it on. I'm I'm at eleven. It's going. That's what I was like. It's a, it's a shame these these ladies didn't know Hans and Case right. while we were still catting around. It'd have been like we would have squatted on the squatter. Right, right. No, we're not getting uh, passed out in your bed. Sorry, I peed your bed. <laughs> uh, but I was just like, how? Yeah, that was my thing. I was like, and her mom was at the party too. And then her mom was like, see you in the morning. They left her. On sitting on I top of a dry. fucking stick of dynamite. It was crazy. That poor woman lost her fucking house. Ah, this guy is... Uh, and isn't he, like, just still out there, correct? Uh, yeah, I believe so. Yeah, I was thinking about it today, and I was like, yeah, I think he's just... He's gonna get... They got him, and then he got and set him, turned him loose. It'll, it'll come around. It'll come around. Oh, man. No, that just made me... I was like, oh, God, fucking roommates Uh, no that's what i just a strange stranger we because i just gonna say i have never Mm -hmm. when we started watching this ash and i both have the same experience of i've we've never lived with complete strangers Mm -hmm. out of the blue not alone i've always lived with you no alone alone like i've always been with family or close friends yeah or Ash. actually the only person i can think of in our circle that I didn't like know know. So I would say I definitely knew Johnny O'Donnell well enough to for sure. The only guy I can think of, and you knew him well enough, was um that that dude that you and Tyler lived with before we all moved oh, in together. Yeah. Was his name Luke, maybe? Yeah. 
Yeah, I worked with him at Valley Fair. Okay, so you worked with him long enough, but he was the he on that fringe. He's the only was the only quote unquote stranger, and he ended up being kind of really fucking weird. Oh, of course he was. It's I should not have, but I was like, I work with you. I know you well enough. Yeah, and then but you're, like, you're oh, not. You weren't complete. There's a different dynamic because it's two on one. There, yeah. you you were with somebody you knew. I said that to Meg. I said, I'll fucking as uncomfortable Never. as Ruby would be. If she's like, I need a roommate, I can't pay rent, I'd be like, well, I'm going to be your fucking roommate. I'm not going to pay half your rent, because where the fuck am I going to live? I'm, yeah. I don't know. I'm going <laughs> right. to have extra money. But like, or you're going to get a shittier place, because I just don't fucking vibe with that at all. It is just... It's just, that's maybe all, I'm too, and I think it's, we both have kids now, so I'm just like, no I'm sure there was a time and place and time where I'm like, yeah, I'm a random stranger. And it is. I mean, I interviewed strangers to live at our place 840. Oh, okay. And it was just like, this is a cavalcade of misfits and weirdos. <laughs> right. Like, because who needs just a, a room? complete and total blind stranger. Well, that's the thing. When I first moved in, that was as close as I lived with strangers. But Mitt, our buddy Mitch, had yes. lived there okay, for. Yes quite a while right. so he was just he vouched he was like they're they're rowdy boys but they're fine like they'll get your back <laughs> like you're good just don't you know so and they were but when i first moved in they had got a random stray and which is funny because he acted like a fucking human cat he just had a, one of them little derby hats mm-hmm. like a jaunty well-coiffed beard and all I remember him doing was sitting in the living room, drinking Valentines, and watching Mad Men. Okay. And I was like, okay. He's like, and he was nice. The guy he on was the always, couch. I was like, hey, guy on the couch, big wool, stinky socks. <laughs> so he always knew when he was coming because he could smell his feet. Oh, God. Yeah, I, that's uh, right. That, that house. Yeah, And yeah. just like, just sat out in his little folding bed and he lived in the back room, which was smaller. Very Spartan. It reminded me of the, the serial squatter guy. Because yeah. he eventually just stopped paying rent. Okay. And we all paid separate. So we all just assumed he was paying rent. Oh. And then the oh. landlord was like, hey, yo, you owe thousands of dollars in back rent. But and wait, but you he was, all. He was like a. Sorry. Just to clarify, you all each sent individual checks directly to the landlord. Yeah. Yeah, but yep, yet yep. because he's not paying, technically it does still come on to you guys. Yeah, the our landlord was like, "Hey, you owe back rent." So we're like, "Okay, fuck, all wow. right." And he was just one of those because he had the little jaunty cap. Yeah. He was a gig guy, always musicians, and then we were like, "Dude, you got to." F- the two Texas guys did most of the oh, talking. I bet they, they did. Like, you owe us, you owe us fucking money. Uh, he's like, "Yeah, I got you, man. I got you." I'm going, I got a gig tonight, grab my guitar, I'm going to talk to my family, I got some money coming, I'm good, never fucking saw him again. I was just going to say, you never saw that Never saw him again. Uh, but Luke and Brendan had the chutzpah enough to, I mean, at one point they were like, oh, his band that he was in is back in town, I'm going to the show and I'm going to steal everything from him. And I was like, well, maybe not that, you could probably get in trouble. They ended up contacting his mom. Mm, yeah. Who's like some well-to-do lawyer in Texas. And they're like, hey, here's the situation. We're owed this. And eventually she just was like, 
basically, yeah, my my son's a louse. Right. And they just, she just here, cut a check. and she covered his covered for yeah. him. Oh, good for them. Yeah, that's hard, man. Uh, what was I gonna? No, but I was just like, yeah. Fuck, I forgot. So this guy was non-threatening. He just like one of those guys. You're like, hey, do you live here now? He's like, yeah, I guess. Okay, all right. Well, good to see you. Man, I I I just totally uh, blanked on that, but it doesn't matter. Yeah, old serial squatter. And I and I can serial now squats. I can kind of um can kind of I saw a show. This is like South Dakota. Like my brain was so mm-hmm. malleable to the rest of the like I saw like a sixty minutes. This was probably in nineteen ninety two, right? So I'm nine years old. Yeah, I'm just watching yeah. it like so it's early nineties New York. And it was just these empty yeah. buildings. And I'm gonna say I wanna say it was like north, north, north Manhattan, right? Mm-hmm. Like all the way up. And there's just these empty, bombed-out buildings, basically. It could even have been South Bronx, like, from the Bronx is yeah. burning, right? But they're still owned oh, by yeah, people and got bought just up. just all the fallout from But all these squatters the moved in and created squatter fucking communities. They made fucking houses. Damn. They brought, like, fucking rainwater, plumbing, and all this shit. And then a developer, like, came in and owned it. It was like, you know, you're not just dealing with ass squatter. You're dealing with families, like, hundreds of people. That are occupying yeah, an entire yeah. apartment building now, and the city's just like, well, that's their oh, building now. He's like, well, okay, well, we'll rent it out to them. They're like, no, they don't. So, like, these people probably still fucking live there unless they were murdered. Damn. And I just remember watching I that do being remember. like, I love Ninja Turtles. Like, I want to move to New York right. and be fucking a bum. Like, I was like, because it seemed like Swiss well, to Family Robinson style too, so I was like, "Yeah, this guy's the fucking ingenuity on these." No, it's true. I remember seeing stories like that as a kid all the time, and I was just fascinated by it because it just sort of faded out by the early two thousands. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. they just were able to rouse. I'm sure everybody. they got. Pushed, or it's like yeah. there's there's that wild documentary. Um, was it called Dark City? About that. Basically, it's Sewer a people? suburban suburb. They lived on these Amtrak tracks underneath Central Park. Yes, that's what I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Crazy, right? And that, like, they you they take the documentarian through, and this one guy has like a two story studio apartment. It's and he's got jerry rigged table, like he had a Nintendo and a television and a record player and lights. What? And I was like, why would you knock this guy shit down? That's what I was. What like you ask all the kids like. Hey, what do you want to do when you get older? I want to be a veterinarian. What do you want to do when you get older? I want to be a football player. What do you? I want to live in the sewer under Central Park. <laughs> All right, dream big. Okay. Well, what do you, set, this kid wants to gamble? Achievable goals. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really love scratch offs. All right, well, that that you can do too as well. Well, speaking of sewers, that's not a transition. You want to talk Beatles? Sure, yeah. Let's do it. Hold on real quick. Can I, can can I can I pee real quick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just realized I was so I went to that golf thing today and um mm-hmm. I don't have like golf clothes, so I just found an old pair of dress pants in my closet. So this was Ooh. like a nice golf outing, so everybody had like cool gear. And I found their like light dress pants, but fucking like 
mm-hmm. two sizes too small in the waist and they're too long. So I've been wearing them like up under my nipples and I just went to pee <laughs> and I realized I was like wearing like a um, bustier or so. Oh, man, it felt good to open those babies up. <laughs> um, Let some steam out. Do you want to go Beatles? I didn't want to put anything. Push it. I got I got a, my script right here. You want to set up like what yeah, we were let's talking about? Run through let's, it. Let's run it. Uh, you can set it up like, uh, obviously, I'll take a little, I'll, I'll connect this together. Like, uh, you set it up cause, like because of what we were talking about, what, three episodes yeah, ago? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, this was our, our riff on the um, Beatles. Beatles, the Fab Four, being the first Fab Five, being the Fab Four. So I just wrote this little faux HBO Sports sort of documentary about the actual fictional game. Fab Five being the five players that played the for Michigan. Michigan, yeah. Chris Weber, Jalen Rose, and Juwan Howard. I just thought it was a funny idea. So as I went back to just do research, because I was like, oh yeah, the Beatles had that tour where they played Shea Stadium. So I was like, oh, I just want to see when that was to just nail down some facts mm-hmm. for this. Yep. And then I would found a video of the Beatles doing a state fair in Indiana. So and it's this crazy. old news clip of the show. And it was like, just like a kind of like a modern, what bands do now is just like a pop-up show that nobody really knew was going to happen. And then they just rolled into town, dropped some Beatle bombs. Our fair Beatles. But you know, Our like it was in Indianapolis. Yeah. I mean, that shit, like 1960, what, Shea Stay, 66, oh, yeah. the Beatles dropping in Indianapolis, that shit is like... To a state fair. That's the taste that somebody keeps in their mouth until speed. They wear their boots to their casket and the Beatles in their brain. Oh, oh, time I saw Can you Beatles. imagine having been at that show? <laughs> just randomly, the Beatles, at just as they're cresting into the stratosphere. Like, like who was... like? You're like, my state fair? You know, like, who was opening for them, like... I don't know, Jerry Lewis? No, he's pretty big. <laughs> Some guy's grandpa who could play guitar. Right, exactly. Um, I can't, because I know Weird Al plays state fairs, and it's like, I would love, probably not anymore, he's even bigger now, but like, Weird Al. Strange Larry, his grandfather? Yeah, yeah, Larry Al, the one who turned the gas on, killed his parents. <laughs> Rude. All right, let's read. Let's do a hot read through. Right. Casey, do you where do you want to go? You want to do uh, what are the parts you want to assign? I'm trying to think of the. You want to do the coach? I'll do the coach. I'll do the narrator. Okay. Got a mayor. There's a mayor, and then the Beatles. So I'll be coach. You be narrator and mayor. I'll be. Ooh, we got a lot of Beatles here. I'll be. Uh, Okay, everyone. I'll be John Paul. You be Ringo George. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll do my best. Documentarian. We got my a best farmer. beetle. Whew. This baby's got toothy. Let's roll with it. I got it. Oh, what about stage right. direction? If we need them, are you you got them? Uh, yes. Okay, I'll do it. All right, ready? Never been never cool. been readier. Q HBO Sports Jingle. <sighs> Simply the best choice on TV. HBO. 
Radio Sports presents Our Boys in Boots. Basketball is easy. It's six boys trying to put a ball in a basket. It's life that's hard. Winters in Upper Peninsula, Michigan are often cold and harsh. But in the winter of 63, it would prove to be even harsher. We just won the state championship. It's like a fairy tale. My boys, handful of country boys, beat the boots off them city boys. <laughs> but fairy tales don't always end too good. Sadly, that winter, the state champions wouldn't make it home. The bus driver fell asleep at the wheel, plunging the bus into the frozen river, killing everyone. Except the beloved coach. As one small town mourned, winter gave way to spring and spring to summer. Another toiled for a bountiful harvest, their reprieve and prize, as always, is the annual state fair, but this year was going to be different. It seems Beatlemania had come to Indiana. The old axiom, there's no business like show business, is trite but true. In the early morning hours, the show began. Arriving at Weircook Municipal Airport, the Beatles got their first view of Indiana. The fans, few in number, were shocked that the moment had really arrived. There were the anticipated screams and squeals as the fans caught their first glimpse of the quartet. Playing to a rural crowd of equal parts aversion and awe, the Princes of Liverpool shocked the world by showing no venue was too small, no distance was too great. But, as we know, fate, she loves to meddle. It was a freak storm. Probably the worst we'd seen in the Upper Peninsula. The wind and rain knocked down every barn and tree for counties. <laughs> An aeroplane. Due to terrible weather, the Fab Four small plane was forced to land. And a small Michigan town, wallowing in winter's grief. But this sad summer squall brought a, a ray of hope. As the mayor, I couldn't resist going to meet the boys. The most famous young men in the world? It was an election year, and me and the town, we were in a bit of trouble. <laughs> and you, you should find, if you should find yourself in dire straits, why not ask the Beatles? Because my team... Who are goddamn state champions! but taken from us too soon. The Basketball Council decided we must forfeit our title to the runner-up. I'm a political animal. What, what, who am I to question the president of basketball? Did we win? Yes. Did we die? Also yes. So that's why I asked the Beatles, weather permitting, on their brief sojourn, to do a little press conference for the state championship changeover. <laughs> that press conference was the second greatest day of my life. 
Oh wow, what a lovely town. Thanks for having us. Oh yeah, nice little bird. What's the rent like? <laughs> the mayor asked us to come down and say a few words. A few words. <laughs> In all seriousness, though, we heard about your boys, you know, dying and all. We also heard you have to forfeit your championship. We don't think it's fair. So instead of doing a fundraiser, we'll play for your title. We'll face them, city boys. Jerry West, he ain't the best. Danny Ainge, he got mange. Wilk Chamberlain, more like Wilk Chambermaid. He can shine me boots when I'm hanging from the rim. The best defense is a straight off then. Sieve. That's my boy, G. Harry. No joke, he's a panzer in the paint. Word. And so the gauntlet was thrown down, and the city boys were not happy. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I remember. I thought it was going down to meet to a meet and greet with the Beatles. It was a... But it ended up being a weird basketball game. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, them boys had a lot of caveats. They're purists, true fans of the game. Have you ever tried to sink a turnaround jumper into an actual peach basket? No, I doubt it. It's a waking nightmare. Ball goes in, ball comes right back out. There is no hole in the ball. It was greasy, it was wet, and it had lacing on it like a fucking football. The goddamn Beatles play basketball with a round football. What can you tell me about the boots? This this interview is over. George Harrison is the worst man that's ever lived. I still can't walk straight. He broke my toes with the heel stomp. He's an asshole made out of elbows. Dirty! Sharpest nails on a man living. Oh yeah, I saw the game. I was there. Suits and boots. It was like four Clydesdale horses ice skating. Scooting and skirting, bowl cuts blowing in the blowing in the breeze. Greatest day of my life. Ah, I don't have to teach them much. They had the game down. Basketball is easy. It's six boys. Nah. Nah. It's four boys from across the pond, dressed in suede, dressed in leather, taking the court in a foreign land, dominating a surprise set of off-season city boys and re-winning the state championship with a score of five to one. That, that right there is life. They passed the ball for 45 minutes straight. I was dressed in my confirmation suit. I want to They've all ball. heard it fucking clean, polished, swish. Whoa, nothing. Beautiful. One take. Beautiful. One take, Tony. One take. Just wrote through it. What did I hear? Oh, God. I, I could make it a, a fucking... Uh, I could make it a... Uh, uh, a wrestling cast, but I won't. But do you know what they used to call, or still do call, a uh, wrestling promo, a wrestler that 
takes uh does their promo in one take. Hmm. They call it a Jake. Do you know why they call it a Jake? Mr. Snake. Mr. Snake Roberts? fucking Roberts never needed a second take. Why? I, I think that's amazing news, but I'm surprised. <laughs> yeah, right. No, he said his best I've promo. I've seen Beyond the Mat. He said his best promo, so it's not it's coming from multiple sources cuz I'm fucking Deep in the wrestling pool, and we won't get into it because everybody's been in it with us, been in that little waiting pool, but Mm -hmm. um, from multiple sources. But he said, like, he got so good that he stopped. Most of those wrestling for people behind the curtain, like, they get, like, a lot of instruction and, like, to do their promos Mm -hmm. and shit. And if it's not hitting right, that's, like you said, that's when you get a hype man or they get something. Jake the Snake said his best promo he ever did was just him silent the entire promo as mean gene tried to get him to fucking talk and he just fucking breathed deep and looked into the camera and it like oh. just turned and, and would give like not to? side glares to mean gene oh that's a good one and i was like yeah that's a fucking if you're expecting like jake's always amped up and going and he just always hot fucking steam always good so steamed he's silent Ooh, that's a good bit that's a real good bit. That's a good bit. And to be the first guy to do it. To be like, you know what, motherfucker? Mm-hmm. This game is made on promos right now. WWF yeah. at the time, WWE, late 80s. It's like, I'm going to fucking... This could fall flat on his face, but I'm high on that's methamphetamines, how you know, and I'm going to fucking not that say That man, A, was over like a fucking scud missile. Fuck yeah, he was over. And he had so much charisma, he could pull that off. Yeah, absolutely. Oh my god, the stories. That's amazing. It's so good. So good. Next, we've got to wrestle in Beetle Boots. That's next. I know. Those boots in the ring. <laughs> the Flab Five. Just a bunch of fat Ooh, guys that's in a good Boots. Just a bunch of... <laughs> We're the Flab Five. Bad haircuts. They're like, alright, it's getting a little silly. A lot of, a lot of slaps. Oh yeah. Nothing but... Oh my god, yeah. Um... Well done, right, Case. What do you I, say? I say, I say, okay. Uh, well, let me check. Right. Let me check my notes. Not that it's going to matter. Um, yeah, baby, we're in. We're in business. Go squat. Oh no, I'll leave you with this, Casey. You know I'm purging. Cool. You and I found this in a bar, and we were like, "What the oh, fuck?" God. It's a Sierra Nevada. I'll leave this for yeah. everybody. This will be beautiful. Yeah. This will be a perfect. We love you, and there's nothing you can do about it. You and I. We're sitting, drinking a bar. I want to say it was in Brooklyn. Turn this Sierra Nevada coaster over. And Uh underlined is a list. And it says, one, the grease poop machine. Two, fart face Jones. Three, (laughs) eye of the racist. Four, black balls. Five, McDonald's fry cook. Six, and this is the best. Aerosmith. <laughs> <laughs> and we were just like, what wow. the fuck? Sketch comedy that's group the, left their set list that's on a this Jake bar. Right there. That list of what it is starts hot with crazy shit. And then to just like end with Fry Cook, Aerosmith. Boom. Yeah. Plain. Beautiful. I see why you kept it. Lar- yeah. Can you believe this shit I keep? It's amazing. 
Uh, but I keep that same shit, too. Because I was like, I can't wait to lose this and then find it again, and it'll bring me the same amount of joy it did the first time I found it. I was like, this is not my handwriting. It's not Casey's. And then I was like, ding, ding, ding. That's right. We found it. And we're like, should we just write a sketch based off of all these and do a show called Coaster? Yeah. Which I wish we had done. Grease poop machine? Black balls? Like... What's amazing, though, is, like, Grease Poop Machine. Yeah, it's comedy. There's already comedy there. It says poop. Uh Fart face. Yeah. Comedy. There's fart. Jones. Racism. That's funny. Black balls. Eye of the racist. you can go there. Mm -hmm. But then, you're like, that's going to be the best sketch about a McDonald's fry cook. And then an even better sketch about an Aerosmith. How Aerosmith shows up. (laughs) So good. Yeah, maybe we need to work that into a sketch. Keep your ears peeled. Just take a photo of it. Keep your ears peeled, folks. Yeah, we can do something with that. You can take inspiration from anywhere. That's right. It's all in the eye of the racist. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> Perfect. Oh, oh, fucking. Well, we love you all, and there's nothing you can do about God it. God damn. You right. greasy poop machines, you. Zip those beetle boots up and write a sketch. Dunk. I wanna dunk ya. I I hated their early stuff. It was so plain. (laughs) Basketballs in the nets with (laughs) grip. (laughs) (laughs) Really obsessed with palming that ball. Um, (laughs) Need that grip. Need that grip. Jerk practice, jerk practice, sketch boys love to reminisce, yeah. Oh yeah, I'll dribble something, I think that you'll recall. When I play that something, I wanna dunk that ball. I wanna dunk that ball. I wanna dunk that ball. Oh, jeez, cheer for me while I jump so tall. And jeez, cheer for me. You'll see me dunk that ball. You'll see me dunk that ball. You'll wanna dunk that ball. And when I jam it, I'm on fire inside. I'm so heating up now that I'll, I'll slam inside. Slam it inside. Slam it inside. Yeah, sometimes I shoot three balls. I think that you'll recall when I put up three balls. I wanna launch that ball. I wanna launch that ball. I wanna launch that ball. There's that peach basket. I'll put the ball inside. I'll dunk that peach basket with the basketball hide. The basketball hide. It's the hide. Yeah, I got that something, I bought it at the mall. Yeah, I have that something, 
It's a basketball. I wanna dunk that ball. I wanna dunk that ball. I wanna dunk that ball. Very good dunking, George. Good dunking to you, Ringy. I'm gonna get shot. And not with the b-ball. Not like a two-point shot. Like an assassination shot. Come on, man. Alright, ready? Never been, never cool. been readier. Cue HBO Sports Jingle. HBO Sports presents Our Boys in Boots. End jingle. Sound effects, bouncing basketballs, radio static, faint sounds of I want to hold your hand. Trademark. I'm the coach. Fuck! I, I I put a witty thing in there. A grizzled Gene Hackman-esque. All right. Basketball is easy. It's six boys trying to put a ball in a basket. It's life that's hard. Silence. Winters in Upper Peninsula, Michigan, are often cold and harsh. But in the winter of 63, it would prove to be even harsher. We just won the state championship. It's like a fairy tale. My boys, handful of country boys, beat the boots off them city boys. <laughs> but fairy tales don't always end too good. Sadly, the winter, the state champions. Sorry, to do that. Over. Sadly, sadly, that winter, the state champions wouldn't make it home. The bus driver fell asleep at the wheel, plunging the bus into the frozen river, killing everyone. Except the beloved coach. Chirping birds in the sounds of spring. As one small town mourned, winter gave way to spring and spring to summer. Another toiled for a bountiful harvest. Their reprieve and prize, as always, is the annual state fair. But this year was going to be different. It seems Beetlemania had come to Indiana. I've had Beatles. Playing to a rural crowd of equal parts aversion and awe, the princes of Liverpool shocked the world by showing no venue was too small, no distance was too great. But, as we know, fate, she loves to meddle. It was a freak storm. Possibly the worst we'd seen in the Upper Peninsula. Oh, what the fuck did that come from? <laughs> Alright. It was a freak storm. Probably the worst we'd seen in the Upper Peninsula. The wind and rain knocked down every barn and tree for counties. And <laughs> an aeroplane. Due to terrible weather. Weather. Due to terrible weather, the Fab Four small plane was forced to land, and a small Michigan town wallowing in winter's grief. But this time, this sad summer, but this sad summer squall brought a, a ray of hope. As the mayor, I couldn't resist going to meet the boys, the most famous young men in the world. It was an election year, and me and the town, we were in a bit of trouble. <laughs> And you, you should find, and if you should find yourself in dire straits, why not ask the Beatles? 
because my team, who are goddamn state champions, but taken from us too soon, the Basketball Council decided we must forfeit our title to the runner-up. I'm a political animal. What, what, who am I to question the president of basketball? Did we win? Yes. Did we die? Also, yes. So that's why I asked the Beatles, weather permitting, on their brief sojourn, to do a little press conference for the state championship changeover. <laughs> that press conference was the second greatest day of my life. Oh, wow, what a lovely town. Thanks for having us. Oh, yeah, nice little bag. What's the rent like? <laughs> laughter, laughter, laughter. The mayor asks us to come down and say a few words. <laughs> the mayor asked us to come down and say a few words. A few words. Heartier, heartier laughter. In all seriousness, though, in all seriousness, though, we heard about your boys, you know, dying and all. We also heard you had to fuck. We also heard you had to forfeit your title. <laughs> what the fuck? I'm a beetle. <laughs> we also heard you have to forfeit your championship. We don't think it's fair. So instead of doing a fundraiser, we'll play for your title. We'll face them, city boys. Jerry West, he ain't the best. Danny Ainge, he got mange. Wilk Chamberlain, more like Wilk Chambermaid. He can shine me boots when I'm hanging from the rim. The best defense is a straight offense. Siv, that's my boy. G. Harry, no joke. He's a panzer in the paint. Word. Nice. Nice word. Jaunty mili mil militaristic music. And so the gauntlet was thrown down, and the city boys were not happy. Be a, want me to be a city boy? I'll, I'll just do like a country city boy. Wait, city boy? Like, Old city boy. Yeah. Hit it. He's just the, one of the guys that had the, got beat by the Beatles. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I remember. I thought it was going down to meet, to a meet and greet with the Beatles. It was a, but it ended up being a weird basketball game. <laughs> yeah, them boys had a lot of caveats. They're purists. True fans of the game. Have you ever tried to sink a turnaround jumper into an actual peach basket? No, I doubt it. It's a waking nightmare. Ball goes in, ball comes right back out. There is no hole in the ball. It was greasy, it was wet, and it had lacing on it like a fucking football. The goddamn Beatles play basketball with a round football. What can you tell me about the boots? This, this interview is over. George Harrison is the worst man that has ever lived. Still. <sighs> George Harrison is the worst man that's ever lived. I still can't walk straight. He broke my toes with the heel stomp. He's an asshole made out of elbows. Dirty! Sharpest nails in the, sharpest nails on a man living. Oh yeah. I saw the game. I was there. Suits and boots. It was like four Clydesdale horses ice skating. 
scooting and skirting, bowl cuts blowing in the blowing in the breeze. Greatest day of my life. Ah, I don't have to teach them much. They had the game down. Basketball is easy. It's six boys. Nah. Nah. It's four boys from across the pond. Dressed in suede. Dressed in leather. Taking the court in a foreign land. Dominating a surprise set of off-season city boys and re-winning the state championship with a score of five to one. That. That right there is life. Exit music. Cold tag. They passed the ball for 45 minutes straight. I was dressed in my confirmation suit. I wanna hold your ball. I wanna dunk your ball. <laughs> <Go on> ball. <laughs> dunk your ball. That's, that's the song right there. I wanna dunk your ball. <laughs> <laughs>